0: Welcome to Talking New Energy, a podcast from Delta EE, the new energy experts. We'll be talking about how the energy transition is developing across Europe, with guests who are working at the leading edge of this transition. Hello, and welcome to the episode. Winter is coming, is a phrase uh, Watchers of Game of Thrones uh, will be very familiar with. And indeed, in Europe, winter is coming, and we're walking into a horrendous winter in terms of energy price rises, driven, of course, by natural gas prices. We hear a lot, we talk a lot about rising gas prices. What we don't talk about so much is what that gas is being used for. And at least in the building sector, uh, the vast majority of that gas is used for heating. So today we're going to focus on what's going on in the heating markets. Are rising gas prices Uh, causing big changes in how people are buying appliances and what sort of heat appliances they're putting in? Uh, Are people keeping their money in their pockets and not buying new heating appliances? To explore these questions, I'm joined by my Delta EE colleague and expert Stephen Ashurst. Hello, Stephen. Hi, John. Thanks for, for having me and welcome back. So, Stephen, you spend your days talking with the heating industry, working with the heating industry, thinking about the heating sector. Um, in a nutshell, what is going on in the European heating appliance market? Is it boom time? Is it crash time? Are we seeing big changes in what's being uh, what's being sold? What customers are buying? Well, uh, first, all, I can't promise I'm
1: going to be as eloquent as uh, Tyrion Lannister, sticking with your, your Game of Thrones <laughs> theme. But, uh, you know, we're in our... It's a really unprecedented, in many ways, fascinating time. On, on the one side of the coin, we have an energy price crisis looming. Uh, on the other side of the coin, the European heating market has never been more more buoyant, uh, especially as we've emerged from, from COVID lockdowns, uh, based on a, a number of key drivers that have developed, whether you're looking at established technologies, boilers or emerging technologies, electric heat pumps... You know, we're seeing record numbers uh, across the board when wow. it comes to uh, sales of where we focus mainly domestic heating appliances.
0: Wow, so good good times to be in the the heating appliance manufacturing industry today, then. Uh, yes, yes. Or from that
1: side, there's also the, the 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 challenges of the ongoing global components shortage, uh, which I'm sure we'll, we'll come to. But yes, in terms of you know. If you're a heating company, your annual report for 2021, most likely it looked really good. And most likely there was the phrase record sales, record revenues, record right. growth in there, especially wow. among Europe's biggest yeah. billion euro
0: plus uh, a year companies. So the, the Bosches, the Valence, the Vismans, the BDRs, Ariston, these type of companies.
1: The Daikins, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: And what's being sold? You know, Europe's still very much a a boiler market, a gas boiler market. Heat pumps have slowly, gradually been growing their market share. Are we seeing changes in patterns in what types of heating appliances are being sold? We are starting to see
1: change, uh, yes. I would say 2021 was it was a good year uh, across the board because there right. was a lot of pent-up demand, whether it was for your simple you know, combi boiler swaps, or your, your your customers who were looking to change to uh, an ele- a fully electric air source heat pump, or uh, with uh, new build projects looking to again install uh, move to move more regularly to things like electric heat pumps. Yeah, uh, as well as actually when you, uh, the crossover hybrid heat pumps had uh, a significant increase in several markets last okay. year. So there was, was pent up demand and there was government government responses. Yeah, so, stimulate so the market which introduced lots of subsidies which
0: which really helped as well so it's a bit of a rising tide floating all boats at the moment then in the heating sector mm-hmm. um i so you would think that with the the gas crisis particularly in countries like germany which are heavily reliant on russian gas i can imagine some customers might be thinking okay how do we move away from gas So. What's it like to be in the electric heat pump sector at the moment? Uh, are you hearing that companies have got really long order lists, or is it yeah a bit better in the same way boilers are up, but not a dramatic change?
1: Well, no, I, I would say that uh, certainly more, so they're starting from a lower base, yeah. but companies in, in the electric heating, uh, electric heat pump market have seen, uh, you know, uh, 2021 was, was the, the most successful year for domestic heat pump sales in Europe uh, and with the way 2022 has started you know very much looks like uh, th- that trend will, will continue they're in the situation whereby they can't make enough products to, mm. to satisfy demand so at this point in time uh, if you're a customer let's say in Germany or the Netherlands to take two key examples if you put in a new order now it's highly unlikely you'll be having your installation before the end of this year and in some instances, you could be well into 2023 wow. before companies are able to satisfy that order because um, yes, there's there's issues with components supply, um, making enough systems. Uh, there was already a backlog as you know companies responded as they were able to go about their day to day business after limited working hours, etc. During COVID, so uh, we see consistently electric heat pump numbers are are up on the order of a few tens of percents uh, in each market. And companies we speak with, many are, are quite confident they could be doing 20% plus more sales based on the level of interest they have from the market at the moment if they could just make, yeah. make enough enough systems. So another really interesting trend that we've seen over the last uh, few months, six months, is the announcement of massive new production capacity from your your likes of Wiesmann, Daikin, Valent, uh, Niva, which are, they'll take time, obviously, to, to come through and to help uh, address that, this backlog. Mm. Uh, but 2024, 2025 is, is most likely when there will be this European-wide s- step change in, in availability, availability
0: of, of heat pump products in particular. So... It really is more demand for electric heat pumps than the market can supply at the moment. Um, Long term, it looks like that will be solved. How much of the lack of supply at the moment is due to, putting it crudely, not enough factories or enough factories but shortages of components?
1: The, the components is, is the big issue uh, at the moment and the 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 knock on consequence of how much whether it's an individual component or even the raw materials if you mm. are manufacturing yourself your prices are dynamic they're varying wildly they're up a hundred percent or more from from typical levels so um, being able to to produce uh, we also have on the supply side the installer capacity yeah um. Especially with the with regards to electric heat pumps, still an emerging profession industry. Whether it's UK, Germany, Netherlands, so yeah. happy days if you're a heating installer at the moment. Your order books are are filled way way out, and you can afford to be quite selective with yeah. the types of installations you do. And you can go for the really high end ones. People who are getting a whole uh, let's say heating distribution system replacement as well. Taking out radiators, putting a putting in underfloor, new buffer vessel, new hot water tank, everything else. Obviously, so really high cost installations versus people who are perhaps a bit more renewable ready. Yeah, uh, and it's a, and it's a less valuable installation for the installer. So installers are in a really strong position. Those that have already made the transition to to, to qualify with, uh, with heat pumps.
0: So it's cha- it sounds like it's challenging for most parts of the supply chain then at the moment from the um, the sourcing of components, the capacity of the factories to build and assemble heat pumps. Um, distribution of heat pumps, I imagine, is not too bad, but then the installer part of the supply chain is another bottleneck.
1: That, that's right. And I, I am kind of talking quite uh, generally.
0: Yeah. Company
1: to company, you know, those, those manufacturers that have more of their supply chain in-house are doing better and are, are, are able to to turn around new orders more, more quickly than say those who source a lot of their components, whether it's from Southeast Asia or just elsewhere in, in their yeah. supply chain. So the more vertically integrated uh, companies are yeah, able to, I wouldn't say a dab, but they're a bit less impacted by the yeah, the, the yeah. long delays or the significant increases in component cost. Some companies we've spoken to have told us that if you want to guarantee an order, you need to be booking it for twenty twenty four now. Really? If you're if you're looking for sizable volumes of you know a core component that you want, but also other competitors in the market would want as well and might yeah. be happy to pay more for whether it's. A pump right. or a fan, or you know
0: those kind of yeah. components. Um, yeah. Well, it reminds me of a conversation we were having, Stephen, with one energy retailer. I won't say where or which country, but they're they're building a heat pump business, and their their biggest challenge wasn't creating demand; it was actually throttling or or managing the demand they have. Um, yes, and
1: again, I think something. You mentioned it earlier. I don't think I answered it, but I can answer it now. As we've come out of lockdowns, and as European governments have tried to stimulate activity in the in the economy, subsidies for low carbon heating have, have generally got, got better and better. Yes. So, in Italy, for example, we're seeing record numbers of installations because we've got their one hundred and ten percent super bonus. And in France, subsidies were increased. That was already a strong market for electric heat pumps uh, in Germany up until very recently you were able to get 50% of the fully installed cost of an electric heat pump so of course that really catches customers interest they they were worried about running out of money so they've scaled back the the grant levels uh, in Germany but um there's there's compelling arguments for customers who want to do something which is environmentally motivated there is increasing instances whereby an electric heat pump could challenge gas boilers on your monthly OPEX costs. Not everywhere, and energy prices—I'm sure—we'll come on to that uh, later. But there's still a wide diversity of spark spreads across Europe, although the trend has been for these to narrow, which obviously is in the favour of electric heat pumps. But uh, the environment—the sorry—the uh, the kind of social motivation, uh, you know what can I do with the current gas crisis? I'm not sure that, you, that we're seeing people making their decisions on those grounds really coming through in the market numbers yet, uh, largely as a consequence of the fact that demand had, had such a backlog anyway. It's yeah. probably in, into next year when we're going to see just how much of an uptick you know, these uh, socially motivated decisions to switch from fossil fuels will, uh, will have because the gas boiler market is still
0: strong mm. in, in Europe as well so you talked about numbers being up in the heat pump sector year on year um you know by what, 10 20% um more, maybe more in some cases yeah the, the heat pump industry thinks some manufacturers they could sell another 20% more on top of that um you, we've got the feeding through of those more emotional drivers you know, moving away from, from gas that you just mentioned. We've got more subsidies. The constraint is the supply chain at the moment. Um, and I wonder what that's doing for prices. It sounds like it's a seller's market rather than a buyer's market at the moment. Um, there's lots of hope that heat pump costs will fall as volumes increase. But are we seeing that cost down curve at the moment, or is this, sort of, this changed things?
1: Yeah, we typically, and this is a a really interesting topic, but generally we haven't seen significant cost reductions in heat pumps as they've become more established, uh, certainly outside of Scandinavia, in the more gas-dominated markets that we, are not necessarily gas-dominated, but uh, northwestern Europe, France, UK, Germany, Italy, Netherlands, for example, and you're you're seeing close to half a million units a year in France uh, these days, but the average installed cost when you uh, take away the effect of grants is still 10,000 euro or more. So we haven't seen what you would expect from that 20% learning rate, uh, generalized energy technology uh, cost, cost reduction. Uh, and yet over the short term, something that we're expecting to see there's been already uh, an element of increased prices because of all the challenges we've mentioned, so 5 to 10%. And it's likely that this will um, be increased uh, and there will be, de- be a delay until additional cost increases from the, the production side. And, of course, the cost of gas. Uh, mm-hmm. These companies use gas in their factories and, and yeah. that's going up everywhere. So that's yeah. going to have a, a, an impact on the, on the end consumer as well. It'll be into next year. So I think we'll still be seeing cost increases generally oh. for yeah. heat pumps into next year. But but this is not just for heat pumps. This is for anything that's that's produced.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess heat pumps aren't immune to that supply chain challenge. Supply chain challenge. Uh, the install yeah. parts may be a bit unique. Uh, they've
1: got they've got more components than their boiler equivalents. They've got more semiconductors than the boiler equivalents. So perhaps adversely uh, affected compared to yeah
0: the the market they're trying to take share from. You mentioned these big new heat pump factories being built. I imagine there will be similar investment for the supply chain of components to these structures. Um, And I hope that there'll be the more and more installers seeing which way the market is going and upskilling to work with heat pumps. So yeah, it might take a year or two, but we should see if demand carries on increasing in the way it is, we should see more supply available. And then at that point, do you think prices will start to, to come down as competition increases or do you think even then it will be hard? Product.
1: I think there's a better chance that product cost uh, will, be, will be pushed down due to competition. Yeah, I think we're still looking at a shortage of installers for, for a good number of years. So every, uh, you know, I've mentioned the key countries that, that we tend to focus on with our research. Every government is aware that um, they have an aging installer population and there's a certain amount of installers that just don't want to, uh, gas installers, boiler installers that just don't
0: feel they need to upskill. Yeah, no, they'll um, be installing gas boilers for many years still. They'll, they'll still have jobs if they wanna stay with, with that sector. That's right. And of course
1: there is, a, because of the, what's looming, there's a, an increased focus on getting more apprentices through who are heat pump specialists Uh, But this is this is taking time. So the big question is what the the mid career heating installers do, and just how long it takes. You know, a significant proportion of those, maybe you know, thirty five to forty five or something like that in age, to uh, to go through their 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 heat pump equivalent training. And from the manufacturer side, they're doing what they can, uh, providing free courses. Lots of the installer training is online now. Don't even need to go. uh, You know, to the to the training centre to do much of your, at least your your product-related, so you, your manufacturer product-related training. Um, the German government, the new German government, is uh, is looking to quite radically shake up the policy and the heating market in Germany. And in its consultation it's got out at the moment, it fully recognises that there is this massive challenge as, as much as everything else that's going on with energy is a massive challenge. The German government has said, look, we need to do, a lot more to encourage more apprenticeships and, and, and installers coming through so i guess my, my, my point is that installers will still be in a really strong position
0: yeah or for, yeah. for the, the short to medium term anyway but that's a really hard part of the supply chain to to move quickly uh, yeah yeah um you mentioned spark spread earlier on Stephen. so for those listeners that aren't familiar with the term in this context that's a gap between residential electricity prices and gas prices um the ratio yeah yeah the ratio of those and we've seen electricity and gas prices both increase but um what's that ratio is that ratio moving in the direction for electrification or against it or is it very country dependent
1: it's very country dependent but i can share a few examples so where we are in the UK, um, the electricity price and the gas price are both going up uh, and essentially maintaining the traditional spark spread we've had that is uh, about three and a half to four. I think right. it probably has weakened a little bit. But when I look mm-hmm. at, you know, I know what I'm paying for my electricity and gas just now, and I know what I think I'm going to have to pay Yeah. Um. once we have our new price gap from the winter, and I'm still – Based on the figures I've seen, I'm still looking at a a spark spread of at least three in the UK, which would mean you need a really well-performing heat pump to compare with uh, your running costs on gas.
0: So you might get to broadly equivalent heat running costs. It might be a bit higher or a bit lower, depending on your performance of the heat pump and the boiler comparison, but broadly similar at three to one.
1: Yeah, and then I guess the the other could well come down to how well The building's insulated, and if that insulation has already been done, or if that insulation is also a factor in your decision making. Um, But on the other end of the extreme, Germany, which has traditionally had a spark spread of four and a half five, the there's been a few things that were underway for the last couple of years before we we got into this energy crisis situation. So Mm. the government had been looking to reduce the green levies from the electricity bill. So it's done this gradually. Yeah. But uh, in July, it took the remaining about three cents off the price of electricity. For the last few years, they have introduced a new tax on fossil fuels, which also um, also has added to, to gas supply, and it's the gas customers that that pay that. So uh, over the last few years, we've seen a gradual narrowing of the spark spread in Germany, although it's still been been quite wide. But uh, now, because of the significant concern of gas supply shortages in Germany this winter because of the Nord Stream 2, uh, well, the Nord, the Nord Stream uh, 1 pipeline supply. Uh, German gas suppliers are having to look elsewhere. They're not getting as cheap. They're worried that they won't be able to, to meet their costs, so there's a new levy that's being introduced to the another one on the gas price in Germany, which is going to see about a 2.5 cent a kilowatt hour increase in, in the gas supply, further narrowing the spark spread. Ultimately, we're in a situation in Germany, a year ago, the spark spread was about five. Yeah, Now we're looking at
0: being less than two and a half. Wow. So if you've got a heat pump performing at a decent level, it's going to be cheaper, quite a bit cheaper to heat your home with a heat pump than it would be a, a gas boiler. Certainly with an aging ca- gas boiler, yeah, on a, on a monthly yep. OPEX, OPEX yeah. basis. Yeah,
1: okay, Which so is that's unprecedented.
0: Um, yeah, um, there are not many markets where, well, aren't, there aren't really markets where heat pumps have, electric heat pumps have taken big market shares away from gas boilers in the existing building market, are there? But do you think no. Germany, Germany could be going that way?
1: Like I said, it remains, it remains to, be, to be seen, but uh, I think there's definitely, due to this, uh due to this situation also as, as i mentioned the, the german government the new german government has taken quite a shift in course uh traditionally subsidies for heating in germany have been uh kind of, what's we haven't discriminated as long yeah. as it's a, a new highly efficient appliance whether it's a fuel cell a gas heat pump a hybrid or a purely electric system or indeed a pellet boiler Whatever, yeah, the subsidies have been good across the board, um, but now with uh, the, the kind of uh, green leaning coalition, they've really pivoted and um, announced that all subsidies for any gas using system will will uh, will go. Okay, I think most of them have actually gone already as of yeah. as of August, um, and then uh, yeah, that's going to make the customer decision making different. Yeah if, you're, yeah. if you're weighing up, well, I'm on gas just now. I could put in a new condensing boiler. That'll cost me this much. I'm not getting a grant for it anymore, but it's yeah. still the most commoditized unit. Uh, even if I go for a hybrid heat pump, I'm not going to get a grant.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so that
1: means I could go for a pure electric heat pump. Uh, and and that's the, the system which I'll still receive the highest subsidy for, whether it's an air source or a ground source. Uh, actually, in fact, if you're a ground source or a water source in Germany, you'll get a, a boost to your, your base subsidy. Air source
0: won't. So that's uh, going to push the demand for electric heat pumps. It's yet another ingredient pushing the demand for electric heat pumps in Germany up. Um, yeah. And I think it's interesting, just we were chatting the other day, Stephen, that we're already seeing the market responding to this by renting heat pumps. So a couple of companies, I know you said are renting heat pumps to German customers, A with a long contract, but... Mm. That means you can rent a heat pump and save money on your energy bill and be better off uh, compared to just sticking with a gas boiler and running an old gas boiler into the ground.
1: Yeah, so we've been looking into this, and my, my conclusion thus far is that, that it's never been more of a compelling option. Yeah. Uh, if you've been interested in installing low carbon heating, uh, electric based in particular, um, but you've not had necessarily the funds available to do mm-hmm. so. You've been worried about your monthly running costs. Uh, that's certainly been a uh, been key in the up uh, the point up to now where we haven't yeah. really seen any, any rental models. Yeah. But now, as we've mentioned, with the spark spread changing, um, with the added geopolitical dimension, especially in Germany, yeah, uh, you still have the challenge is as a supplier of relatively low awareness about electric heat pumps yeah and the challenge to convince someone to sign up to a say a, a 10 year or longer or longer contract but you can also uh, yeah make the case that your monthly costs running costs will, will be a lot lower than your 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 base case option or your alternative option
0: yeah and the emotional attraction as you said earlier of being independent of gas that's Big part of which is coming from from Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting, I think, this winter to see if we see further interruptions to gas supply to Europe. Uh, effectively, whether we see gas being uh, politicized by or weaponized by by Russia in the ongoing conflict in in Ukraine. If that happens, then that will be an even bigger acceleration for demand for electric heating. And that yep. must be that must be giving these manufacturers that you mentioned. I mean, that's what's giving them the confidence to build new heat pump factories and invest in the supply chain.
1: That's that's true. I do I do believe that uh, you know over the next few years we will see replacement of Russian gas supplies from alternative sources. Yep. LNG from the US. Uh, you know more coming from the Middle East, uh, potentially Norway. Yeah. So there, there will be a, re, a rebound in in, in availability. Yeah. but um, on on the whole, you know this is uh, it remains to be seen it could, it could be an, an inflection point yeah. in an yeah. electricity e- bump uptake in, in, in certain markets. We've not talked so much about the Netherlands in, in France okay. or some really interesting things happening there too but I mean, well, in terms of the major markets, the one that's under the most pressure and strain is, is definitely Germany. So um, you know Eastern Europe in a very precarious position. Um, we haven't as as yet seen the same level of significant policy change with regards to uh, accelerating yeah. a move away from gas to,
0: well, to alternate, uh, alternate options. And as you said at the beginning of our discussion, it's a good time for the heating appliance industry per se across the board at the moment. It's a rising tide floating all boats. So mm-hmm. um, there's still a lot of gas boilers being installed. Uh, across Europe. Um, Stephen, time's getting the the better of us, so let's bring out the talking new energy crystal ball. And I want to set the dial this week to just three years ahead, to 2025. Let's keep it quite short term. And I want your view, in 2025, what will be the biggest, will we still be constrained in the supply of heat pumps? Or the uh, across the whole supply chain will we still have challenges, long lead times people being told, oh you can have a heat pump but not for six months um, or will that not be the case where we have plenty of uh, capacity across the whole supply chain and if we do have constraints what's the, what part of the supply chain will the biggest constraint be in
1: I'm just uh, thinking the best way to, uh, to form my answer I think We've never been we've never been in this position before, whereby there's been more demand yeah. and supply of electric heat pumps, yeah. uh, and we've talked about the various reasons why it's, it's such a, an inflated uh, level of interest just now. So there's a chance that it could gradually recede, but I, I believe that uh, in in three years' time um, there certainly won't be a shortage of supply. Okay. And um, in, in Europe, some companies are talking about quadrupling, for example. Their uh, production capacity. So over this, we've got this timeline.
0: So we've got enough heat pumps being made, being assembled. What about installer uh, capacity? Will that be will that be keeping up with demand, or do you think that will still be a constraint in three years?
1: I think that will still be a major constraint yeah. in three years. Okay. Um, and it differs across different segments. So in in the new build market for electric heat pumps have been strongest and where I think they will still be strongest mm. in three years' time. You need less qualifications to, yeah. to fit in you know, that yeah. yeah. so that market can move faster. Yeah. Uh, and retrofit is, you know, you don't know what you're necessarily going to be dealing with building to building yeah. when you turn up. So you need installers to need more certifications and, and skills. So yeah. it's just it's it's going to take quite a lot of time, I think, to, to bring through this this new generation.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and that's a challenge for
0: specialists. That's a challenge for the heat pump industry, but also for, for governments uh, and everyone involved in in that sector. Mm-hmm. Um, we better leave it there for today. It's been a fascinating discussion, Stephen, about what I think is, I'm still slightly baffled how neglected this area is in terms of the energy price crisis. Uh, we talk. Uh, Rightly, a huge amount about the cost of supplying gas to to buildings to households, but there's so much that can be done in terms of how we heat our homes what well, the cost of gas and electricity to households but we should be focusing so much more on what we do with that and how we use that gas and electricity to deliver the comfort that we need so um, thanks a lot for your time and sharing your views. Uh, no worries thanks joining It was a really interesting chat and thanks to everyone for listening hope you enjoyed the discussion uh i wonder if it's making you think about your heating system if you haven't done so already or at least i'd encourage you if not the the appliance to make sure your controls are up to date and you're using uh your heating system in the most efficient way um, change your floor temperature there you go um, so i look forward to welcome you back to the next episode of talking new energy next week thanks and goodbye If you're as passionate about the energy transition as we are, then please keep in touch. You can follow us and me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or subscribe to the podcasts on your chosen podcast platform. If you like the podcast and like sharing, then please do rate us. And to listen to archived episodes, to read transcripts, and to see the latest Delta EE insights, then please visit www.delta-ee.com.